Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. so wonderful today. I appreciate the spirit of worship in the house of God. You may be seated. It's so good to be in the house of the Lord this evening with you to come and worship our great King, our great God today. Praise God. I want to say thank you, Pastor McGee, Sister McGee, for allowing us to come. It's a privilege for us to be here and also honor Bishop McGee and his wife. And church family, thank you so much for opening your doors to us. Thank you for the beautiful room that uh, you allowed to put us in. We're so thankful to, uh, to be here today, to be here with you today. I want my wife to get ready to come. We're so excited to be here. My wife is from the country of Bulgaria. She's going to uh, come and sing, and she's going to share with you and over some slides and tell you about the country of Bulgaria. And what God is, is doing there. And um, but once again, we're so thankful to be here with you, church family. We know it's because of your burden for missions that we are here. And we're so thankful for that today. And uh, my wife's going to sing in Hebrew and English and Bulgarian. And uh, y'all worship with her. She's going to show you some slides of Bulgarian. Then I, I'll come back and just minister a few minutes in the Word when she gets through. So y'all worship with her today. But I always tell the churches when you... Uh, See us. Try to look past us and see Jesus. Praise God. It, when you see our burden, it's really his burden that he took to Calvary. Praise God. And we are just his hands and his feet in this hour. Praise God. So y'all worship with her today as she sings and praises the Lord. Praise the Lord. I greet you in the matchless name of Jesus tonight. I'm so thankful to be here with you, the most beautiful people, God's people. Thank you so much for allowing us to come through your church. And we uh, want to be a, a blessing for you, not a burden only, and uh, to rejoice together with you. And we really enjoyed the worship uh, tonight. Uh, thank you so much for obeying the Lord and giving your best to God. As you hear, my English probably is <laughs> not the best, <laughs> but that's my best. Um, I never uh, took English classes, and um, I learned on my own to read and write and speak, so my grammar is a mess. And um, if you, if, if uh, I have sometimes difficulty to express myself, but uh, if I say it wrong, um, please forgive me. Uh, and, and if you don't understand me, you have to pray the Holy Ghost to interpret it for you, because I can do better than that. <laughs> the song um, which um, uh, wants to leave the name of uh, Jesus, um, it's going to be on Hebrew, and I will say it and sing it on English so you know what I'm jabbering here and um, then I will turn on Bulgarian my mother language 
and it's offbeat and um, we're just gonna pick up every time when we repeat it faster and faster. <laughs> we're just gonna practice. That's all what we do here on earth. Rehearsal, amen. <laughs> For not living. <laughs> um, 
I told the musician I'm not one of the, those which are so talented, but I do it my best, you know, I do my best for the Lord, so. I sometimes I'm worried about how I sing and how I play, but you stay, so that's good. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Well, um, I just um, want to say again, you know, apologize for, for our English, you know. Sounds like both cannot talk good English. <laughs> He's from the South, I'm from Europe. <laughs> um, but I, I, I just having fun, you know. I appreciate my husband. I'm so blessed to, to um, be um, married for him for already eight years. So God gave him to me. So. Here we are today to share our burden for the country of Bulgaria. I know a lot of you have probably even never heard about that there is such a country. But yes, I'm going to show you that there is a country exists in Europe on name Bulgaria. And it's located in the southeast of Europe. And it's the 14th largest country in Europe. It's marked in the, on the map of Europe with BG. And its population is about 7 million people. And its uh, territory is 42,800 uh, uh, um, square miles. It make it a little bit slightly larger than the state of Tennessee. So you can imagine how big it is. And it, our neighbors on the north um, is Romania. On the west is Serbia and Macedonia. On the south is Greece and Turkey. And the east is washed from Black Sea, a beautiful shore of Black Sea. And I um, want to sh tell you a little bit history. Uh, 681 was established the first empire. And um, shortly uh, after that, um, uh, the country grew and took territory. And, uh, and um, back now, right now, where is Macedonia? It used to be um, uh, Bulgaria. And uh, um, we, um, we uh, took a lot of, uh, from during the Ottoman Empire too. A very rich history, but we don't have time to go there. 1948, um, Bulgaria became a communist country with a single party uh, with the control under Russia. Uh, we was in a war with Turkey for 500 years, and Russia came and helped us and took over. Um, but after Berlin Wall fell, democracy came, and we got rid of our um, 44 uh, uh, years president on authority. We had some of those like now in, in, in the East, Middle East, uh, for such a long time, the same president. Under communism, we did not have any power and authority and, and liberty. And um, I'm just uh, got used to, to somebody do that for me. So <laughs> tonight, please forgive me. It's my responsibility to change it. Uh, Bulgaria has um, four seasons of um, in the weather we experience every three months uh, flow from one season to another. We don't get tired from two uh, long summers, two hot summers or two uh, long winters and we enjoy uh, each season. Here is a slide of our beautiful nature. I picked of course a good pictures to show you our best. but. Um, want to assure you that uh, my country is a beautiful country. 
um, I think sometimes when God created the world, even he spoke to existence, he spent a little bit more time in Bulgaria because he gave us um, from everything what you can see in nature. We have beautiful, gorgeous mountains and, and valleys and lakes and waters and, and we just enjoyed it. The only way which you're going to believe me if you come and visit us. So um, Pastor McGee, Bishop McGee and uh, First Lady and Sister McGee, you're welcome to come and visit us and see that my country is a beautiful land. Uh, maybe you experience some of those things here, but we do have a heavy winter, so please don't come winter time. Uh, you know, we just have to leave you somewhere behind. <laughs> like we do our vehicles when the snow piles, we just leave them and we continue walking. You know, the school doesn't uh, close and job doesn't cancel and we just have to um, go and live the, the life. So we have a very heavy winters, but it bring, brings us a lot of tourism on the mountains from Europe. Um, people like to go to do all the snow Ports. Here is a view of cities uh, close to the town where I come from. I live one hour away from Greece and one hour away um, from Turkey. So if you come and visit us, Pastor, we may take you to those two countries too. We have a rich history. Uh, each town uh, pretty much is made from an old part and a new part. And we like to keep the old part. You can see on uh, the slide on the left corner uh, for a history to show people uh, where we come from. Here is a slide of our beautiful uh, shore of Black Sea, pure sand, no stones, and also bring a lot of tourism to the country. Uh, we do have a three class of people, uh, poor, rich, and middle. Majority of our poor people are gypsies people. In Europe, I believe there is about eight million gypsies. In Bulgaria, we have two million, and in the neighbor country in the north, they have two million also. So 8% of our populations are gypsy people. Don't take me wrong. They're people just like us. Um, they're very sincere um, about uh, God, but they live under poverty because they don't go to school and uh, they can get education so they can get a job. And they live in their own uh, culture outside in the city and on the skirt in the city and uh, speak their own language too. Do you understand me when I talk? Okay, good. Here is a slide of um, uh, something what we heritage from uh, Romans time. We are not so far away from uh, Italy too. Uh, right now is the amphitheater. Uh, but back in the time was a Colosseum. Uh, you see this hole there. Um, we kept it you know, for history to show um, actually um, true stories. Uh, behind this uh, hole there was a barns and behind those barns there was a lions. So that was a place where the Christians was eaten by the lions uh, during the uh, Roman Empire. Our main religion is Orthodox religion. This is a branch of the Catholic. And we do have in every single um, uh, village and, and town an uh, Orthodox church. Um, we heritage this from Greece. Also, we do have a lot of uh, monasteries where the monks and the nuns live. And they're pretty much um, all the time built on the mountain and very open for a tourist people so they can go there and pray and visit. 
here is a slide of our national clothes. I'm very proud with them. They look very godly. We all are very covered. And pretty much everyone, a lady has one of those feats and, 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 and the men too. They're completely handmade and, and all the different colors uh, represent different um, areas and, uh, from the country and like that we recognize each other from where they come. And we wear them usually on holidays, especially on Easter on, or some uh, other national days. Uh, they are very close to the outfits of the Jewish people. Um, Actually, Bulgaria is 1,000 miles away um, by air from Israel. And we do have a lot of similarity in the culture, especially uh, in the weddings. Here is something what we we'll all like to do, especially me. Um, since, I gained, since, I, since I came to the States, I gained 50 pounds. Please don't tell nobody. Uh, this is a very secret story. <laughs> So much that my parents <laughs> passed me at the airport, they couldn't recognize me. <laughs> and, but I, I, I don't know, I don't have the answer, is the American food not healthy or I eat too much? I don't know which of these, but I can assure you that our food is delicious and we do like to um, uh, home, uh, cook homemade food and bake a bread and uh, we raise our vegetables in the backyard, so we don't do so much fast food. And we like to go and grill outside in the nature, especially on Eastern, we buy a lamb or a goat and we go and grill it there. That's a good time, Pastor, to come and visit us. There is plenty of food, you'll not go hungry. And um, most of the participating thing in our meal is the salads and, and the soups. We are very popular with that too. And Bulgarian, by the way, in Europe are popular with their hospitality. They feed people from the streets all the time. So we don't have to know you so we, you can, you know, so you can get some food. Um, here is a slide of a baklava, very popular here in America. Actually, baklava comes from Turkey originally, and this is our south neighbor country. Baklava, baklava is a very sweet stuff, right? You have been trying probably at least once. Never? Pastor, this is pure sugar. I believe sugar is like the Holy Ghost. I got to have it. <laughs> I got to have it. If you come in my country, um, we um, we sure going to give you a lot of those things. Um, so um, taste and see that the Lord is good. Come and taste and see that our food is good. Amen. Amen. But here is the serious part why we are here today to, to share with you um, for first time the, the, the oneness message uh, was preached in Bulgaria through Brother Spear, the missionary in Norway. How many heard about Brother Spear, know about Brother Spear? Oh, wonderful. Look what, I'm their fruit. So if you have been supporting missions, you see the results. Amen? So this should encourage you that every single dollar which you have been giving to missions is going to reach some lost soul. One such a was I. I was raised in um, Assembly of God uh, uh, Church. My dad is a very well-known minister in the country. And I never heard Jesus' name message and one God till the moment I went in Norway. Long story short, I don't have time to tell you everything, but I end up visiting Brother and Sister Spear's um, church through a school exchange. I was in a college at the time. 
and um, I went there and um, never, never, I couldn't speak English, I couldn't speak Norwegian, but when I walked through the doors in this church, I felt the love of God. The love of God drew me. And Brother Spear preached a bilingual um, sermon. I didn't got nothing from what he said. But uh, when there was an altar call, I saw people came to the altar. So I came to the altar too. too. And there, right there, I prayed through. And till today, I live for God with everything what I know about him. So, Brother and Sister Spear, I don't know what they saw in me. But uh, obviously was God in it. They took me under their shelter. Uh, they applied for me for a work visa and took me to live with them. So for three years I was with them. And uh, after nine months, a lot of, um, um, a lot of Bible studies and attention and love. And, uh, you know, then I saw Jesus' name. <laughs> God show me. I told my dad cannot be wrong. I told my dad know everything, you know. But I came to find out that that was not the fullness. So I obeyed the gospel. And Brother Spear took me to the cold water in Norway during November and baptized me in Jesus' name. So that's one of the, the very big uh, miracles in my life. So, of course, when we get this uh, and, uh, uh, in us, we want to share, right? Amen. So I beg him, I say, please, you have to come and preach this message to the church which I come from. And he did uh, um, obey that, and, and me and him went first time together, and I started speaking a little bit English, and so I can interpret it for him. And we went and preached the oneness message for first time in uh, uh, Assembly of God Church, the church which I came from. Here is a closer picture of um, the congregation inside. You can see very beautiful people, very sincere, but still blind for, for uh, the truth. But guess what? God is giving us these people today. Um, uh, after um, a lot of um, um, trips back and forth, uh, my dad and my mom got revelation of Jesus' name, and Brother Sphere went and baptized them in Jesus' name. So that's a wonderful thing today. My dad is the presbyter of this church, so he does have a lot of influence, and, and today we have opportunity to go and work with them together. This church is called Mama Church because it uh, has uh, seven small churches in the area, um, which... Um, Sometimes during a week uh, services or because of the weather, they can make it uh, to the big church. So they have services inside. And that was a good time. And also Brother Walsh came and, and ministered there and some other uh, oneness preachers from, from the States. At this time, my husband at the time not uh, made one of his uh, uh, first uh, mission trips. And here is a slide of a church which uh, are completely gypsy people. And they like to gather together and worship the Lord. And as you see on the middle, there is a stove uh, which can be um, burned from, you know, burned woods or, uh, or coals. And that's the way which they hit this place. Uh, sometimes in the winter get very cold, but they don't mind to go there and have meetings. Um, 
Here is another gypsy church which is very close to the truth. Uh, we believe that when we go back and there we are going to have a, um, uh, train all those leaders there and uh, have a plan to open a Bible school. And, and that's our vision. So um, we can work together with them more closely. And once we get the leaders, it will be more easy to get to the whole church. And so um, God is giving us all these Trinitarian people today to reach them with the truth. This is another church which my dad also started in, uh, in one of the villages. The youngest person is 72 years old. Uh, so you can see here, um, these people build this church with their own hands and time and finances and it took them 15 years no machines no help from the side so today they're very proud with that and today we have also open door to go and teach them another church close to us like our way which is open to uh, to uh, be told the oneness message and Jesus name of course, there is people, when we preach this gospel, uh, they are obeying Acts 2, 38, 39, and they are getting baptized in Jesus' name and receiving the Holy Ghost. Most of those baptisms are taking place outside because uh, a lot of churches in, in Bulgaria, uh, they don't have a baptistry. So we, they have to wait on the weather and several people to get together and then take them to the water. Keep in mind this, uh, we want to show you something about our vision. Here is uh, our building project, estimated on $30,000. This is a debt-free building, which is uh, inherited from my ministering uh, dad. It is located on the back of uh, our home's property. During the communism, um, the persecution of the Bulgarian Christians, the meetings were secretly conducted on the top of our home, during the dark hours. Uh, our attendance grew quickly even in this way. After communism fell, my father built this building which became one of the first churches in Bulgaria. However, with no revelation of Jesus' name. Shortly, they packed this humble facility and moved out. Here I can show you a slide when there was a church time at this time. Pastor, if Assembly of God can pack this building, what about us, the most chosen people? Our vision is behind this building, but that building now God has been putting in our hearts to start the first Jesus name church in Bulgaria. I want to share something about this that uh, what is very interesting. Um, I was even not living for God. The communism really affected me uh, very strongly, and I left the way which Daddy uh, taught me, and um, it just was too hard for me to, ex to see my mom and dad suffering. Like a child, I couldn't understand why they have to go through this. Not now. I, I, I regret this lost time, but God had the plan. He didn't uh, let me wander for a long time. He, he brought me to the truth. So um, one day that uh, uh, fell in the Lord uh, that he uh, have to give me this building. So he called me and he told me, daughter, we have to take care of business. And we went to the lawyer and he signed it on my name. This building is a paid off building. And at the time, I was like, why I need this storage? Look what look like now. It's a junk inside. And it's just uh, all kind of things. Once was a church, but for 23 years, it's not used now. But you know what? God, with his foreknowledge, 
He knew what is going to be done on the road. Amen. So today, after marriage, we own it together. And God has been putting in our hearts we to turn back on church there and, and uh, start a Bible school there after restoration. God is going to help us to, um, to build the, the finances. And when we go back there, our vision is to work um, on the baptistry. First things, what we're going to do is right there on the top, uh, right corner, there is a big sink we are going to build a baptistry so we can take people even at 12 o'clock in the noon or in the night just like the bible tells us amen we're not gonna wait on the weather we're not gonna wait on the groups we're just gonna take them to the water amen this building this building has you know the potential we're gonna have a beautiful office and this is our vision you know it's not what you're gonna see looking now but it's our vision i'm sharing our vision uh, we're gonna have a beautiful kitchen with a fireplace you see here and uh, all this here is going to be packed with people which have revelation of one god in jesus name amen and this is what I'm talking about, Pastor. Once we establish ourselves there uh, in um, this particular building, it's going to give us security. We're not going to rent. People are not going to say, the price go up or you got to go, you know. Yes, we got it. Nobody can move us down there. And we're going to be surrounded from eight Trinitarian churches. God is giving us the building. God is giving us the people. You know, we just need the finances to restore this building and start having church right there. Amen. I'm so excited about that. And I'm excited that you are going to have a part in that too. Because together we are going to reach the lost generation in Bulgaria. And the last slide here, I want to bring your attention to something. What I get very emotional for that. Please forgive me when I talk about it. This was the Holocaust when Hitler was putting all the Jewish people to death. At the time, Bulgaria had 50,000 Jewish people. When the, the, the Jewish people was loaded in the trains, you see one of the pictures there, uh, ready to depart and go to Poland to be uh, cremated there and put to death, some brave Bulgarian Orthodox leaders stood in front of the train and kept it from rolling. They um, shouted out, we can't afford this to happen. Whatever measure you measure shall be measured to you. And through a lot of correspondence back and forth, letters to the government and Germany, they was able to shell 48,000 Jewish people you can go and search online. This is a history. When in the neighbor country, Romania, 280,000 Jews perished. Bulgaria was able to save 48,000 Jewish people. They start taking them from the trains, taking them to their houses, hiding them under the beds, everywhere where they can find. Even in the oven, they was hiding people. But God allowed this to happen. Amen. And God knows about that. So today he has a record about that. And every time when I go before him, I remind him, I remind him, Lord, Lord. Do you remember when my people gave a helping hand to your people? Could you please, Lord, give me 48,000 spiritual Jews in my country? 
God has promised me that my eyes are going to see 48,000 spiritual Jews in my country. I'm not limiting God. I don't tell God what to do. God is exceedingly God. He always gives more and above our expectation. He's going to give me more than that, what I ask. So today, I want to tell you, if you want to be a part, and if you want to be a helping hand, you feel free to obey the Lord. Could you please pray for us? When we go there together with you to reach the lost generation in Bulgaria. I thank you, church. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. I believe it, church. Praise God. You may be seated. You're giving about 15 more minutes. Praise God. I want to, as I was in prayer, as my wife does a slideshow, these are the words that God has given me as I go through the churches. As I was praying about what to say. Uh, if you turn with me to the book of Luke chapter 17. Yes. Verses 26 through 30. And Matthew 24, 14. I just want to read a couple of scriptures here. Luke chapter 17 verses 26 through 30. And Matthew 24, 14. And as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be also in the days of the Son of Man. They did eat, they drank, they married wives. They were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark, and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise also as it was in the days of Lot. They did eat, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built it. But the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. Matthew twenty four fourteen. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for witness unto all nations. And then shall the end come. Pastor, would you pray? Praise God. You may be seated. I want to talk to you just for a few minutes on the responsibility of the end time generation. The responsibility of the end time generation. As I was talking to the Lord, this, this is a word that the Lord spoke to me. Responsibility. Responsibility to reach out to missions in this hour. The, the word of the Lord tells us in Hebrews 10, 25 not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another 
and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Church, if we could ever see the day approaching, I believe we could see it now. We're living in a very special time. We're living at the time that the second coming of Jesus Christ is drawing near. And of course, we know when we talk about the end of time, we're not talking about the end of all time, but we're talking about the time when Jesus Christ uh, is getting ready to come back uh, and he's going to set up a kingdom uh, that can never be destroyed or never pass away. And the exciting part is church uh, is the church is going to rule and reign with him forever and ever. The word responsibility means the state of being accountable or answerable as for a trust are an office. Uh, so God, church, has called us at this time, this very special time. And I want you to take note that in each generation, God has called his people and given them responsibility to their generation. For example, Noah was given the responsibility of the ark. Uh, Abraham was given the responsibility to intercede for Sodom and for Lot. Uh, Moses was called to lead a people out of Egypt in his generations. Uh, Joshua was called to lead the children of Israel <coughs> into the promised land uh, in his generation. The word of God speaks of Joshua as a young man that departed not from the tabernacle. Even as a young man, Joshua had found a place of prayer, had found a place of intercession uh, for his generation. At church, I believe with all my heart that God is raising up an army in this end time generation. An army of prayer warriors. Uh, an army of intercessors. Uh, an army of givers. Uh, an army of worshipers uh, in this hour. The prophet Zechariah prophesied for his generation. He prophesied to Zerubbabel at a time when the children of Israel had been carried away into Babylon. The first temple had been destroyed uh, that Solomon built and God had judged his people and sent them into Babylon. But here now, God was calling his people to revival. Church, I'm telling you, God is calling us to revival. Uh, God is calling his church to revival I'm not just talking about people getting saved I'm talking about people reviving their prayer life I'm talking about people that was once on fire getting back on fire for God I'm talking about backslidden young people that God is calling them to get back on fire for him in this hour Zechariah prophesied to Zerubbabel here in Zechariah chapter 4 verses 6 through 9 it says then he answered and spake unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. The Lord was telling Zerubbabel, Rise up, it's time to build the house of the Lord. Church, I'm telling you, one of the things that God has spoken in my spirit is there's coming a great revival to America, but also a great shaking. Also a great shaking. Uh, that there's great revival on the way, not just for America, but for Bulgaria. Not just for Bulgaria, but for Israel, for Norway. There's coming a revival. Why? Because Jesus Christ uh, is getting ready to come back uh, for his church. 
And this, the Lord, the Lord spoke to me. He said, there have been pastors and ministers that have labored uh, for years, uh, but they haven't seen all that they want to see. But the Lord said to tell them uh, that have labored uh, that the Lord is fit to move. And it's not going to be by our might uh, nor by our power. That's the Spirit of the Lord. Uh, it's getting ready to move throughout the land because uh, God is raising him up a church. Uh, it's time for revival. The responsibility for missions uh, in this hour. Listen to the word of the Lord to Esther. For if thou altogether holdest thy peace. You know the devil wants us to shut up in this hour. The devil, he'll tell you, shut up. Don't say nothing. Don't preach that. Don't preach that. You're going to run somebody off. You're going to hurt somebody's feelings. Uh, but I'm going to tell you why the devil's telling you that. He's come all the way out of the closet. Uh, the, the devil's out, church. Uh, the devil's out. Uh, the homosexuals, they're out. Uh, they don't care what you think. Uh, the devil don't care what the church thinks. He's out. Uh, but the devil will tell you, hold your peace. No, it ain't time for us to hold our peace. Uh, but it's time for us to rise up uh, and declare forth his presence. Praises. He has called us out. We are peculiar people to show forth his praises in this hour. This is the hour that he's called us for. This is the hour that he's called us for in this end time to rise up and be the church that he's called us to be. Listen to the word of the Lord. If thou altogether oldest thy peace at this time, then there shall rise enlargement and deliverance arise to the Jews from another place, and thou and thy father's house shall be destroyed. And who knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this? <coughs> Church, we're not here by accident. Uh, Come on, young person. You're not here by accident. Uh, God has called you and placed you here for such a time. Uh, you know, when they run the race in the Olympics and they pass in that baton, the first couple men might be pacing themselves. And they hand off that baton. But that last man, he can see the goal. He can see the goal line. And his job is just to run. Church, it's time to run. Young people, it's time to run. Let us run. Let us lay aside every weight and sin that does so easily beset us and run this race. The responsibility, church, in this hour. Think about John the Baptist. He come out of the wilderness just for a short time. But oh, the responsibility as he turned many of the apostles to the Lord. The apostles, their ministry, they walked with Jesus. They handled the word of life. Uh, the responsibility that they carried to carry <coughs> this gospel in the first century. Their names are written in the eternal city. Church, we're living at such a time. We're living in a very special time in this hour. We're living in the end time. That's why the whole world's attention is centered on the nation of Israel and on the Jerusalem. That's what's going on over there. I want to show you some things the Lord has showed me in visions and dreams. And uh, one of the things the Lord has showed me, church, is a great war that's getting ready to come in the near future. And in this war, I've seen America being attacked in visions. Uh, I've seen America being attacked along the East Coast. Uh, I'm going to tell you, it's not just to frighten you because God is going to protect his people. Also in dreams, the Lord has shown me Russian 
troops fighting American troops in what appeared to be the nation of Syria. I've also seen thousands of, of Chinese troops marching the war in dreams and visions. Uh, church, I'm telling you, there's a shaking coming uh, to America, but also revival. It's time for revival. It's time to prepare ourselves. Uh, it's time to be the church uh, that God has called us to be. Time to reach our, out to our world like never before. We see one world religion forming. The Pope just sent out a message of 50 major Protestant leaders telling them, let's unite. One of them, Kenneth Copeland, who embraced the Pope. Uh, the Word of God tells us of the one world religious system that, that is coming together in this hour. The dragon is closing his trap on this world, church. Uh, but God's got a church. Uh, God's got a church that is tried and true. God's got a church that's been through the fire. God's got a church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church uh, of the living God. <coughs> we see one world government. We see rampant homosexuality. The word of God says, as in the days of Lot, so shall it be. When, the, when they draft a homosexual football player and he kisses his lover and the whole world celebrates, uh, we're in the end time, church. Uh, we're drawn near to the time of Jesus' coming. Uh, have you heard of the sign of the blood moons? Uh, four blood moons all falling on Jewish feast days. One has already happened. In between them, an eclipse of the sun. Every time this has happened in history, there's been a major shaking for the nation of Israel. Listen for the word. Listen to the word of God. Luke 21, 25. There shall be signs in the sun, and in the moon, and in the stars, and upon the earth, distress of nations with perplexity. The seas and waves worn. Jesus said, "When you see these things beginning to come to pass." Look up, lift up your heads, for your redemption is drawing near. Church, I'm telling you, it's time to look up. It's time to look up. Praise God. God called me to this nation of Bulgaria, and I didn't want to go. I'll be honest with you. I, we, me and my both resisted the call, and I cried for two days with a burden for this nation. Praise God. But church, what God has spoke to me to tell the churches is that God has chosen and called us together in this end time. And I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful I'm not alone. 1 Corinthians 3, 8 through 9 says, Now he that planteth and he that watereth are one, and every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. For we are laborers together with God. You know, God's building him a big house. He told, hey God the prophet, he told, he told Zerubbabel, Zerubbabel, you think this house you're building it's something, but God's going to build him a great house. And his glory is going to be in this house. Church, we are God's building. We are lively stones. We are the house of the Lord that he walks in. We are his people. Church, we are part of fulfilling the prophecy of Jesus. That this gospel shall be preached to all nations. Think about that. Here at the end, we're a part of that. When Jesus was on Calvary and he shed his blood and he took the beating, they beat him and they pierced his hands and his feet. And while he was on Calvary, he looked out through the spans of time and he looked down in the end time. He said, right before his coming, he said, there's a nation down there that needs the gospel. There's a nation down there that needs a church. The Lord gave me these words. He said, I know these that I have chosen and I'm entrusting them with this great 
responsibility. Church, that responsibility is to reach out to the nation that Jesus died for. That nation, one of those nations is the nation of Bulgaria. As I'm getting ready to close, I want to tell you a story. Me and my wife went to Bulgaria, and uh, well, we, we have fought the enemy. Uh, I believe God's going to do great things. But one of the, we were, uh, the church there in Rodnavoda, her daddy started and founded a beautiful building, beautiful people there. They wanted to vote us in as pastor because their pastor was retired. And, but the assembly of God caught wind of it. And they arranged a meeting with us. We didn't really understand. We thought it was just maybe they wanted to get to know us, fellowship or something. But when we got there, the president of the Assembly of God of all of Bulgaria was there among him with the, his elders, uh, elders on their board. And I no sooner sat down with them than they laid down the Trinitarian doctrine in front of me. And they said, do you believe this? I said, no, I don't. And they said, well, how do you baptize that's the first two questions they asked me. I said, we baptize in Jesus' name. Praise God, in Jesus' name. And uh, we, we no sooner, I no sooner said that than they jumped up and began to attack us, not physically but verbally. But I recognized the spirit behind them. Jesus said, in the end time, you'll be hated of all nations for my name's sake. They hated us nothing more than for the oneness of God and the name of Jesus. The devil don't want the name of Jesus in that country because he knows the name of Jesus sets men free. The name of Jesus breaks every addiction. The name of Jesus will set you free. The name of Jesus will bring you joy. The name of Jesus will deliver you from everything in this place tonight. If you have a need, if you have an addiction, if you have a problem, the name of Jesus will set you free. Romans 10, 14 through 15. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? Thank you, church. It's great churches like you that send us out. Uh, it's churches like you that send us. Uh, and I'll take just a, a minute here. I'm almost done to tell you that our vision is, of course, to establish a church on the ground, but also a Bible school that we're going to train these ministers and uh, saints in a Bible school there. And our vision is, my vision is to see God raise up ministers and reveal this truth to them and establish churches throughout Bulgaria. And, uh, and I also want to say, I, I say this, the need for monthly partners. Uh, and I say this because I think a lot of people, if they don't think they can give a large amount, then it, it, they, don't, they don't give. I bet we got people, people that partner with us from $5 a month to $100 a month. Uh, and everything helps. And we're so thankful. But church, God has called us together in this end time he has anointed us to preach the gospel to the poor. He has called us together to heal the brokenhearted. He has called us together to preach deliverance to the captives. He has called us together to recover the sight to the blind. He has called us together to set at liberty them that are bruised. He has called us together to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. 
And church, the last thing I want to say is let's have revival together. Praise God. Let's have revival together because it's on the way, church. I tell you, there's going to be people that's going to walk through those doors because God is getting ready to shake America. He's going to shake the backslider. He's going to shake the lukewarm saint. He's going to shake those lost loved ones you've been praying for all these years. There's coming a shaking. And you think, oh, but no, it's God's mercy. It's God's mercy. This shaking is God's mercy. Church, thank you today. Thank you for praying for us. Thank you for giving it to us. We love and appreciate you today. Thank you, Pastor. If we could stand to our feet right now. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you, and have a blessed day.